Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And Jamie, with spring break fast approaching, I know a lot of folks are making plans for some quick getaways, uh, of course, if they haven't made their travel plans already. Mm -hmm. And we talked recently, right, about how these days you really need to make any serious travel plans uh, pretty darn far in advance. And spring break in Oregon, no different. On today's show, we're going to mix things up and talk about a close-in destination for many Oregonians that might just be perfect, exactly what the doctor ordered, so to speak, for families looking to make some last-minute plans. That's right, Jim. And for those who don't know or who need a reminder, Oregon public schools will be on their spring break from March 21st to March 25th. And that's a week when you're going to see beaches, tourist towns, and state park campgrounds all a little more busy than you're used to seeing. Whether you're, you know, have a family of your own or you do not, that is a week just to sort of mark down your calendars or to keep in the back of your mind as just a time when things are all going to be a little bit busy. So to try to find some other places other than those typical tourist spots, I set off to find a place this year where folks might be able to escape some of those big spring break crowds. And I landed on a place where I have actually spent very little time. Jim, and that is Oregon Route 47. 47. Hey, not 46, not 48. Uh, <laughs> Oregon Route 47. So off the top of my head, Jamie, if, you know, hypothetically, we just sat down and we like talked off the cuff for a half an hour and that's how podcasts work. Uh, I don't know that I would have been able to identify a single thing happening on or along Oregon 47 or where in the state Oregon 47 is. <laughs> but, yeah. but, comma, but there is actually a ton to do along Oregon 47, including some things that I particularly enjoy. I just wasn't able to identify Oregon 47 as a road trip corridor. And Jamie, I will say that's a good thing for any folks who are looking to uh, perhaps heed our advice and use uh, a little bit of a template here uh, from the podcast 
for a spring break getaway. Yeah, I like the idea of of picking like a highway like this, a, a very specific destination, instead of saying, oh, I want to go see this park or that town or do this or that. I'm saying, let's go explore what is along this one particular corridor. So for folks who are not familiar with Oregon Route 47, this runs basically north to south from um, Klatskanai, which is a town um, just about on the Columbia River, mm-hmm. all the way through the Willamette Valley um, down to McMinnville. So on its way, it passes through a lot of really sort of beautiful coast range foothill areas um, along some nice riverside parks, uh, some really great ridges overlooking the Willamette Valley wine country and past a lot of small towns and cool little attractions that you might miss if you're not traveling specifically along Oregon 47. Totally, Jamie. Uh, and covering perhaps a wider swath of, of like kinds of geography than we usually talk about maybe in one episode of the show here, right? Traveling from essentially the banks of the Columbia River down to McMinnville and wine country. There is a lot to see on both ends and a lot to see in the middle. So Jamie, why don't we hop right to it? Where do you want to start? Jim, I, I want to start with what seems to be one of the, uh, more unique opportunities here in this particular corridor. And that is the options for long distance bike trips. Oh, so yeah. whether you're uh, you know, a road cyclist or you are a mountain biker, there are some really, really good, like some of the best in the state, long distance bike trails off Oregon Route 47. There's a pair of them that I'm thinking of here. First is the Banks Vernonia Trail, um, Jim, which I'm sure you're familiar with. I am familiar with Jamie. And actually in 2021, I went out there. I think it was twice. I rode the duration of the trail once and part of it the first time. And Jamie, this is like an excellent example of a rails to trails conversion mm-hmm. project where this is an old railway that they have said, Hey, let's make this a bike path, walking path, jogging, uh, whatever it may be, but a paved path uh, running between Banks and Vernonia, two little towns out in rural Washington County. And Jamie, this is about as pretty of a bike trail as you could ever reasonably ask for. There are spots of this trail that go over tall trestles there you go through like this meadow area at one point with big views you ride through canopies of trees for much of the trail uh, and there are access points all up and down the banks mm-hmm. Fernonia trail making it uh, something where you could do an end-to-end bike or walk uh, where you go from one trailhead to another if you have uh, the means of transportation you know to, to set up two cars or whatnot or do as much of the trail as you'd like to bite off. And I think, Jamie, you're going to have to pipe in with the exact mileage here because I, I didn't pull it up on my screen. I know it's long enough, like 40 or so miles, but but help me out with the specifics. It's 21 miles uh-huh. end to end yes. between the towns of Banks and Renonia. So if you were to do an out and back, that's a 42 mile ride, yes. which is pretty good. It's a lot of ride. Like you said, Jim, it's opportunities if you want to like stop off um, at some of the trailheads. I know there's one at LL Sub Stewart State Park, which we'll talk yep. about in a minute. Um, there's trailheads all up and down. So if you have kids, for example, who, you know, maybe just want to ride their bikes for a little bit, who aren't going to do the whole thing, um, you can pop off at one of those trailheads, poke around for a little bit and go right back to your car. And it's easy to do either a long distance ride or these nice little short distance trips, like you said. 100%. And I will say it is rare to be able to set aside a 40 something mile bike ride where you are 
for almost the entirety of it, not interacting with cars, right? Not interacting with drivers. You are on a bike path that is for people walking and biking. Suppose you could rollerblade or skateboard or something if you really wanted to, Jamie, but you don't have to worry about driver traffic, which is very nice, uh, with the exception of spots where the trail intersects with the road. And a little last bit if you want to uh, go out to a little lake there in Vernonia. So honestly, like primo as far as bike yeah. trails go. Yeah. The, the second bike trail that's right there, honestly, in the exact same spot. So the Banks Vernonia Trail goes from Banks to Vernonia. The second trail, which also begins in Vernonia, is the Crown Zellerbach Trail, also known as the Crown Z Trail, also known as the CZ Trail. Um, huh. goes by lots of names. And this is another rails to trails conversion. So this is uh, a little bit more rugged of a bike path than the Banks Vernonia Trail. Mm-hmm. So it's partially paved, partially gravel. It runs about the same length, about 23 miles, and it just runs from Vernonia east out there to Scapoose. For folks who are looking maybe for a little bit more adventure than the Banks Vernonia Trail or looking to do something that's not going to see as many hikers, uh, maybe not as much traffic on it, the the CZ Trail is a, is a great spot to maybe get a little bit more out of the way, I mm-hmm. think. I also, uh, in 2021, went out and checked out part of the Crown Z Trail and had a really good time. Uh, I started in Skepus along the Columbia River and wound my way up uh, at first what was a paved trail, eventually turned into gravel and had a... I don't know that I passed another person on the trail itself. Maybe I did, but it's been a while. Jamie, excellent kind of good forested vibes. You're not terribly far from main roads at a lot of points uh, throughout the trail, but that's totally okay, right? Uh, it's it's not terribly busy. And you basically, if you haven't experienced anything like mine, uh, you're going to have the place essentially to yourself. Pretty difficult biking, though, if I recall correctly. I, I was going uphill for a good portion of it and was like, okay, I am definitely working hard. Uh, I was also recovering from an injury at the time and used it as a little bit of benchmarking, a little bit of training and thought, you know what? Okay. Good time to turn around after, after a bit and, uh, felt rewarded by, uh, having a, a pretty good workout there. And this is what I love about this particular highway and this particular Vernonia area too, is that there's so many outdoor opportunities right here. So folks who maybe aren't into bikes, who want to do something on two feet, um, if you just go a little bit farther south down Oregon 47, you're going to run into one of the best outdoor options in this area, which is LL Stubb Stewart State Park. And Jim, uh, have you made it out to, to that, to Stubb Stewart before too? So I've been to Stubb Stewart primarily just passing through on the Banks Vernonia Trail, which I've ridden several times, but I see mountain bikers kind of popping out of the woods. They have great mountain biking trails as well tons of hiking to do uh i think there's some camping up there as well i mm-hmm. might be wrong about that nope but jamie lay it on me tell me all about stub stewart state park so sub stewart is one of the newer oregon state parks it opened in 2007 it was a former tree farm um that huh. was sort of converted into a park so you can kind of get a sense of sort of the fact this is old timberlands when you're out there um, but they've done a really great job of converting that land into 
a multi-use trail system. So it's kind of like the, the modern approach a lot of larger parks are taking. So these trails are used for mountain biking, for hiking, and for horseback riding. And certain trails are used for certain, you know, of those activities and not others. Some, all three are there. So it's one of the places you do need to kind of keep your wits about you a little bit if you're walking um, and look out for horses, look out for my, mountain bikers. There's a whole kind of yielding system um, for those three activities, um, which is an interesting kind of interplay. But what's cool about LL Sub Stewart is that aside from the trail system, there's also just a, a, a great campground there, um, with some nice cabins that are right there as well. So it's a nice spot to stay the night that's close into the Portland area and the, the west side suburbs. And, um, it's also a great spot for, for stargazing. Um, they used oh. to do, um, star parties there. OMSI, um, and the, the Oregon State Parks used to sort of collaborate to do star parties at, um, Stub Stewart and then Rooster Rock in the Gorge. And so I saw a meteor shower there once, um, just sort of lay out the blanket on the hills at Stub Stewart and watch the meteors come in. Um, it's not like as dark of a sky as you're going to get out at, Steens Mountain, for example, but it is a, a nice spot if you're looking to do a little stargazing. Um, close in, rent a cabin, you know, um, look up at the stars, maybe take a hike, get your bike out. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff there at the Sub Stewart. You know, you say close in, close in, but feeling like you are distinctly out in the country. Uh, I very much uh, always have appreciated that kind of about rural Washington County is like once you're out past Hillsboro, you feel like you're in the country quite quickly. Right. And yeah. that is a cool feeling. It's one of the things I really like about Portland proximity to all of the things uh, for those of us who live in the metro area. One of those things that's very good is Stub Stewart State Park and other places kind of on the uh, outskirts of what could be considered the metro area. Beautiful opportunities abound, Jamie. But of course, Stub Stewart is not all that's in that area. Uh, if I remember correctly, you swung by a place I have not checked out, and I'm excited to hear about Shehalem Ridge. Yeah, so this is a, a, a new park, brand new park, just opened in December. This is another former tree farm that Metro purchased back in 2010, and they've been over the last decade or so working on transforming that into a natural area that they are now inviting people to go into via a very similar sounding trail system to LL Sub Stewart. Places where you can do mountain biking, hiking, horseback riding, all in the same trail system. And um, I went out there just the other day to check it out for the first time. And Jim, I loved it. Jim's I thought it was a, good. a really great new um, option to get outside. Again, that's like like we're saying, close in enough that it's not like you're spending all day driving, um, but far out enough that you feel like you're getting out there. And what I love about Jehalem Ridge is that you have this sort of this main trail that if you want to do a quick walk, um, you can take this walk to um, the high point of the park, this hilltop area where there's some really nice views. Or what you can do is you can pop into all these little side trails that take you through these sort of quiet forests of Douglas fir or out to these uh, little meadows where you see, again, these great views of Mount St. Helens, Mount Adams, um, nice. apparently Mount Hood from some areas, Rainier from some areas. Um, so depending on how clear of a day it is and where you are, you can get some really spectacular volcano views over top of sort of that, those rolling, uh, uh, farmlands of the Willamette Valley. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, people kind of go to the Willamette Valley wine country and they're used to seeing that winery view. This is above that more. So you're seeing the wineries down below volcanoes in the distance and getting an opportunity to get out there and hike along a really impressive trail system. 
huh, it sounds like a gem and a new one at that. And we've talked a lot about spreading out the crowds, offering new opportunities for people to get outside. And this seems like uh, a perfect spot and a spot folks go there now before it gets busy, uh, before people <laughs> learn about it. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be great no matter what, but uh, a great option for folks. Uh, especially now as the seasons start to change just a little bit. Um, and Jamie, this is all, uh, not to mention, and, and we're not necessarily going to dive into this fully here, but all of the options at Hag Lake, including more mountain biking, tons of mountain biking, hiking, fishing on the lake itself. Uh, that's another spot in rural Washington County and, uh, options abound. So, Jamie, I, I think there's plenty more to talk about here along Oregon Route 47. But first, we're going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about all of the wonders of Oregon Route 47, stretching from essentially the Columbia River all the way to McMinnville. And Jamie, uh, we've talked about a lot of like natural areas, places to go hike, go ride your bike. If you're into horseback riding, get into that as well. We haven't really talked about all of the small towns uh, out along Oregon 47. And there's actually a plenty, a very good variety of them. Yeah, that's one of the, my favorite things about this, this little route is that there's all these little small towns that you kind of drive through as you're going that are spread out along the the highway. And if you're looking at a map of Oregon 47, one thing to note here is that it's kind of split up into two halves, the northern half and the southern half. And it's intersected at the middle there by US 26. So a lot of folks are used to taking 26 out to the coast, out to seaside, Cannon Beach. Um, so, you know, if folks who don't want to do like the whole Oregon Route 47 road trip, which I get, I did it. It was a very long day. Um, <laughs> you can use 26 as sort of an opportunity to jump in there in the middle into a northern mm-hmm. loop past the towns of Vernonia and Klatskanai, um, come back down on US 30 back to Portland, if that's you know, where you're coming from. Or you can do sort of the southern loop um, along 47. It takes you past the towns of Banks and Forest Grove and Yamhill and Carlton, all the way down to McMinnville. The northern half is sort of has more of those outdoor opportunities we talked about. Yeah. You know, your mountain bike trails, your Banks Vernonia Trail, Substuart. The southern half has a little bit more when it comes to small town offerings, but that's not to say there's not small town offerings along the whole way, because there definitely are. Totally. So, so Jamie, uh, I'm I'm just going to make the executive decision here to start in Forest Grove because uh, I like the <laughs> yeah. Grove, uh, yeah. Jamie. I was actually just in the Grove uh, at the Grove in the Grove is what I'll go with here. <laughs> um, when I, uh, a friend of the pod, Dylan Puliget and I went out for a stay at the McMinimins Grand Lodge in oh, yeah. Forest Grove, uh, we, his wife, uh, Dylan's wife kindly asked if I could kidnap her husband <laughs> for the weekend. I said, I will gladly do that. And, uh, when I asked him where he wanted to be swept away to, not a very good kidnapper, uh, he said, you know, I don't want to work that hard. I don't, you know, I think maybe I carry this reputation of like, oh, I don't know. Let's go sleep in the snow somewhere, uh, which my reputation precedes me to a degree. And Dylan and I have done that together, of course. Uh, but we, uh, we decided, you know what? Let's go to the Grand Lodge in 
Forest Grove. We'll go out there. We'll do a little hike. Jamie, you'll be pleased to note that we went uh, and did a hike along the Wilson River Trail, part of it, uh, per our previous conversations here on the pod, and then retired to Forest Grove for the rest of the day. And Jamie, it was a lovely time. Forest Grove is a cool town. And uh, I think, I don't know whether it's underrated because I guess I don't know how it's rated among folks, but I, I like it a lot out there. Yeah, it, it's kind of like when you're talking about towns along Oregon 47 specifically, Fortis Grove is kind of like the capital of that. It, it's the yeah. bigger, the biggest town you have along the highway, um, McMinnville not included. And it's got the most stuff to do, the most restaurants, uh, attractions, that sort of thing. So I was really pleased with the food options in Forest Grove specifically, and specifically the zesty food carts, which oh. are newer, newer food cart pod. And it's kind of over there. Some Forest Grove people will tell you like, oh, that's really more of a Cornelius thing, which is the mm-hmm. other side of the highway. It's right there off off 47. And if you're looking for a quick bite to eat, then the zesty food carts have like such a good diversity of of dining options. So I went and got um, a bowl of ramen there at Bomb and Ramen, and it was excellent. But I could have had um, a Sonoran hot dog, and I could have had uh, a you know a lunch in the cart that it was like Mexican meets uh, Cajun. It was some sort of like Cajun hmm. Texas fusion situation. I'm not sure, but it, it was called Mardi Gras, and it looked fascinating. Um, huh. But there's like a do- you know more than a dozen carts there doing Thai food, doing burgers, doing tacos, doing all kinds of stuff. So whatever kind of food you want, you can get at this food cart pod, which is just, uh, I think, just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Zesty is not an adjective to describe the pod. It is called Zesty Food Carts. Z-E-S-T-I, not a oh. Y. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm personally, I have not done the research into what that name comes from. I'm sure it's some sort of local reference, but, Uh um, zesty with an eye, go check it out. If you're driving through town, you want a quick bite to eat. That's a perfect spot. I like it. Uh, zesty is also an underused, uh, descriptor, Jamie. No, it is. Uh, we're, We're not talking about anything being zesty these days and we should. We should bring Zesty back. I like that, Jamie. We should. Uh, and, and literally, Jamie, I, I doubt the microphone could pick it up, but my stomach just grumbled thinking <laughs> about the Zesty food cart pod and the leftovers I have for lunch. Uh, it's, it's 12.04 PM. We, I keep telling us we're recording at lunchtime. You're killing uh, me, Jamie. So anyway, I'll keep it moving so we can get on with our day, get on with our <laughs> lunch. But Forest Grove is only one of the options along the way, right? Uh, one we've maybe, We've talked about a little bit here, Vernonia, uh, which is home to Vernonia Lake, uh, the little lake that I referenced, you know, that you can bike to from the Banks Vernonia Trail and a great place, Jamie, to bring a picnic if you felt so inclined. Yeah, I liked Vernonia Lake. It's a small lake. There's a trail that goes around it, a paved trail that appears to connect to the Banks Vernonia Trail itself. So a really nice spot to bike to, to just park at and walk to. Um, I had a nice little walk at the lake when I was there in the morning. Birds were chirping. People were out. It was a really nice day. And Vernonia itself, it's a very, very small town, but there are a number of mm-hmm. restaurants that are right there in town. Um, I didn't get a chance to eat at them because I was rolling through at like 1030 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that really stood out to me was El Amigo. They have a cart kind of out with some outdoor seating that looks to serve um, just some great Mexican food um, right there. But they also have a bakery on the corner that I was really bummed to see it was closed when I was there because I was dying to check out the El Amigo Bakery. Um, So definitely a spot if it's open when you roll through town, check it out. But there's also just several other restaurants that are right 
in downtown Vernonia that are definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I remember when I rode through uh, last time, I, I went out, my buddy and I took a, a seat along Vernonia Lake. We were fixing uh, a popped bike tube. Uh, I was scavenging some blackberries uh, from along the path and uh, really enjoying myself. And then we rode back. We diverged from the path a bit and we're riding back through town. And I remember kind of remarking like, huh, there's more here than I thought there would be. Like worth a stop for sure. Worth more than a stop. Worth a little bit of uh, time wandering around. Hop in the bakery. I bet that's like sneaky mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, I think you've identified a good one there. Get a bite. And then uh, if you're like uh, Mr. Jamie Hale, travel reporter, you keep moving on to what's next, Jamie? Uh, what's the next town on the trip? Well, if you're going beyond Vernonia, you're looking at, you know, Forest Grove, which we've covered. That's uh, true. But actually, Jim, I want to head down to the far southern end of Oregon 47 to the town of Carleton. This to me is like a sneaky good spot, especially for uh, people who are into Willamette Valley wine. You have tasting rooms galore in Carleton. Um, it's a, a really, really small town. Um, couple block Main Street, um, not a whole lot there, but there are a ton of tasting rooms because, you know, we've been talking all about Oregon 47. We haven't mentioned um, that it's in the heart of wine country. Yeah. So you have wineries, vineyards all over the place, especially in the Southern half of the, the, the highway. And Carlton there is a great spot to stop in, um, maybe even stay the night and try some wine if you're so inclined. But what I did, Jim, is I was just, just stopping through town and I stopped at a place called Park in Maine, which does pizzas and got a, a nice pizza there right in on Main Street, had a nice time before hitting the road back to Portland. Man, I will say for those uh, who think just the travel reporter life is just stopping at bakeries, eating pizza, like that's a lot of ground to cover. You had a big day out there on Oregon 47, let alone uh, not only doing the things, but capturing uh, the essence of the things. And Jamie, big day, maybe not the number one most recommended like road trip in a day, but find a, a, a section of it. Right. Yep. Find a section of Oregon 47, take a loop, go out there, pick a town, pick an activity, tons to get into. To give you an idea of how long this is, you know, I live in North Portland and to get to my house from North Portland up in the whole route of 47 and back into town is about about 200 miles, a little over 200 miles. <laughs> so it, it's a little bit of a long single day trip. I think if I was to do it um, and take my time, I might find somewhere nice to stop around the middle of it. Um, maybe a little, uh, B&B or a little, you know, hotel and one of those little cute downtowns, have a little bit of wine maybe, and enjoy the stay a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why it's so great for a spring break trip, especially is you have the opportunity to go to just one section of it and maybe do some outdoor stuff and go home. Or if you're able to, at this late date, find a reservation somewhere, um, for either camping or a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever, you've got the opportunity to stay a night or two or three even, and really explore more in depth, a lot of these different places, because as we pointed out, Jim, there's actually a lot to do along this one rural highway. Tons to do and barely mentioned Klatsk and I haven't even mentioned Yam Hill. Banks got a cursory mention uh, along with the Banks Vernonia Trail. We're probably better served by not rambling on for too long, Jamie, but more to explore than even what we have laid out here 
on this week's show. And I'll say specifically, LL Stub Stewart and Chehalem Ridge, uh, two places that I would like to go specifically check out myself. So close to where I live uh, here in Northeast Portland, relatively speaking, and kind of rife with opportunity for new outdoor exploration without going all that far from town. Folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest, and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Fee. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 Seconds of Zen.